me start off this podcast by saying something that I don't say that much, that I think I used to say often on this podcast that I don't say really anymore. And the thing I want to say <laughs> is that I, I love when the podcast becomes more about other people than about me, I guess, necessarily. I mean, it's my platform to say whatever I want, but it's also really kind of there to facilitate other people to have a voice. So if you listen to this podcast, whether it's regularly or it's not regularly, uh, reach out to me and let me know. It's, just, it's Facebook or Instagram, Rob Z Radio, on either one of those platforms. You have either Facebook or Instagram, right? Send me a message, Rob Z Radio. Say, hey, Rob, I listen to the podcast. Or leave a rating on iTunes and be like, hey, Rob, I listen to the podcast. I liked what you did. Not that much, though. I only gave it two stars. What? <laughs> Hopefully you gave it more than two stars, but I don't know how it's going to go. But I'm just saying, I would love to hear from you, and, and you know, I, I say this also, is I would love for people to say, hey, Rob, I have something I want to talk about. I have a life experience, da-da-da-da-da, whatever it might be. I have something going on in my life, or this cool thing is happening to me. Whatever it is, I'd be interested in entertaining having you as a guest on the podcast, because I like to create a world where, I'd like to create a world where everybody out there feels like they have a chance to say something and somebody's going to give them that outlet and people are going to listen. So reach out to me, Facebook or Instagram, Rob Z Radio. And if you ever want to be on the show, leave a voicemail. It's 814-799-0064. And you know, honestly, I'm, I'm always looking for sponsors for the podcast. So if you want to be a sponsor of the Rob Z Radio podcast, please... Facebook, Instagram, Rob Z Radio. Call me up. Let me know. Thank you to the sponsors who are on the podcast. That would be the Clay Cup, which uh, Sarah and I are going to be getting together soon at the Clay Cup for a Facebook Live episode on my Facebook, Rob Z Radio. So you can check that out as well on the Facebook page. But as far as what Sarah does, man, she's awesome. It's a coffee shop, but it also combines creativity. Uh, she loves to paint. She's exceptionally good at it. She has brand new calendars for 2018. You can buy those right now. The Clay Cup. See them on uh, Facebook and Instagram at The Clay Cup. Or you can go in for yourself at 1304 11th Avenue in Altoona. Right around the corner from here. Also right around the corner. Trade Secrets, baby. At Secrets and Trade on Facebook and Instagram. This is the season. The cold weather. You want to hop in the bath. You want to get a little rub-a-dub-dub in the tub. I know how it goes. So if you're looking for handcrafted bath bars, all made in-house, all made with all natural ingredients, all natural deodorants and bath bombs, moisturizing body lotions, creamy sugar scrubs, my goodness, Trade Secrets has it for you. They're 1223 13th Avenue in Altoona. And also shout out to Juice, Juice at 517 Allegheny Street in Hollidaysburg. If you're looking for health, if you're looking for nutrition that tastes delicious, that is good for you, that will change your inner core and make you a stronger, more go-getting kind of person. I was throwing words there, but honestly, when you drink some of the products that Jen has a juice, they fire you up and make you feel like you can conquer the world. So stop in and check out Jen and see what she has to offer. She'll be on the podcast again real soon. And all three of the ladies that I just mentioned for all those sponsors have podcast episodes that you can listen to right here on the Rob Z Radio Podcast. That's no joke. They do. Now let's start the show.
This is Rob Z Radio. Yo, so welcome to the podcast, ladies and gents, boys and germs, girls and squirrels. This episode is, it's a heavy one, I guess you could say. And I don't know how emotional I'll get during it, and I don't know how emotional you'll get during it, but it's a subject that comes up constantly, over and over again in our society. And the statistics just came out recently for uh, teenagers as far as um, uh, depression rates and, and suicide rates. And, you know, they're, they're at an all-time high. From I'm, I don't have these studies in front of me, but I do recall uh, reading over them, and it just seems like things are getting harder for society in general. And it's, it's been, you know, kind of since, like, the iPhone, kind of since the era of this technology that's constantly connecting us and comparing us to everybody else 24-7, 365. It's, it's bringing on a sense of general steady depression that's hard to shake because you're... The impression I get... And let me preface everything that I'm going to say in this podcast right now with this is all my own internal opinions. These are all my opinions. I'm not speaking for anybody else. I've gone through depression in uh, in small forms and also in uh, large forms, once or twice. Uh, I've, I'm not con- comparing my experience to anybody else's. I know people have gone through way, 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 way more than I ever did. But I want to talk from my experience and how I've kept myself out of it. And for years, I've been okay. I mean, I get little moments that hit me that maybe last for like a day or two, but, you know, it's nothing, nothing that I could call... Uh, Nothing would be a call for worry. So I'm not trying to compare my experience to yours. I'm just letting you know how I got through it because I've been seeing it. It's much more prevalent lately. I, I see it on Facebook a lot. I see it with friends that I am actually with. And just in general, you know, some people and their families, and, and, and you know what I'm talking about, depression breeds depression. And, and it's kind of like a comfort place you go back to. It's like, well, yeah, I'm sad and things aren't great, but it's easy just to, it's easy not to do anything, right? It seems like so much work to do anything to get yourself out of the position you might be in, the slump that you might be in. It seems like it's never-ending. So when you're in it, it seems as difficult. It seems that when you're in it, it's the same as whenever you're out it, out of it, right? You can't see the outside, right? When you're out of depression, you think, how could somebody be that depressed? How could they be having that happen inside of them? When you're inside of the depression, you think, how could anybody not be so sad? How could anybody not feel the way that I'm feeling? How could this not be something that, that sits on your body and lays on your soul? So I, I understand both sides and how it's hard to relate with uh, either side, depending on the different sides that you're on. For me, throughout my life, it's hit me a couple of times. Once with a breakup in my second year of college, I think it was. I was probably 20 years old, and my girlfriend at the time broke up with me. I won't say any names in case she's listening, but her name rhymes with Feather. Uh, but she broke up with me, and for whatever reason, I just got really, really depressed about it. You know, And I look back on it, and I think, well, it was kind of my own doing, uh, but it doesn't matter. What matters is I got myself into this deep state of sadness, and it's rough. It's scary, and it's dark, and it's lonely, and you don't want to ever talk about it with anybody, but you also want to talk about it with everybody because you want to get it out. 
And I, I lingered for me for uh, you know a long time. There's always been situations where you're happier, you're, you're down, you maybe have a bad moment in your life where you are overcritical of yourself or whatever might happen that sends you into a depression. I'm not going to touch on that as much as I'm going to touch on the things that have changed me on a day-to-day basis and have steered me in the right direction. Now, as I speak this, I'm 34 years old. I'll be 35 in six months. So if you're in your 20s and you're listening to this, uh, maybe take this advice in advance. It's just my advice. If you're the same age as me, then maybe you've gone through depression. Maybe you pulled yourself out of it or maybe it's gotten worse. It seems like if you don't pull yourself out of it by the time you're in your 30s, it, it really starts to weigh on you. And it's just a constant drone. You know, it, it's something that never really stops. It's always kind of there humming, uh, but it might get worse. It might get a little bit better, but it doesn't go away. If you want it to go away, and this is all anecdotal, this is all me, but I, I, I say you've got to have a purpose for what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. You gotta, you've got to have a purpose for your life. You've got to have some sort of purpose, and that might sound like, the hell does that mean, Rob? What do you mean a purpose? Yeah, of course we need a purpose. What, how, does, how do you tangibly pick that out? Like For me, this is the purpose right here, doing a podcast, doing creative things um, that hopefully help other people, but also help me get myself out of my shell. This is this podcast, speaking into this microphone, being in radio for 18 years like I was in, uh, sub- not even knowing it half the time, I guess subconsciously, and then more recently, very consciously, I realized I had an issue where I needed to, I, I had a lot of personality inside of me, I, I had a lot of things to say inside of me, but I was always too shy and too closed in and introverted to get those things out. So I needed to find a way to get those things out of me, to use a platform uh, to break myself of my own chains so I could be who I've always wanted to be. And it probably, it would take a long time to get to that self-realization because it took me a long time to get to that self-realization. But on the other hand, my wife's known what she's wanted to do her entire life since she was a little kid. And, you know, for me, it, it was a, a longer journey that I slowly realized. Um, but as far as the purpose goes, I have a purpose for waking up in the morning. Like, what's find some things that put smiles on your face. You know, there's nothing sadder and there's nothing uh, more hopeless than not having any passion or purpose or things that make you excited or happy throughout your day. And don't make it checking your phone. Don't make it, uh, you know, drinking or whatever it might be. Maybe the purpose is helping a friend. I'm reaching here. I'm just trying to think of examples of what your your life might be like. Um, an outlet, something to make you smile, whatever it is that makes you smile. It's it's almost a it's too simple of a concept, right? Um, but something that's also productive and moves you forward, right? It's like something that is, it, it puts a smile on your face. It makes you genuinely happy, but it also moves your life forward and, and potentially, ideally moving other people's lives forward while you're also helping yourself. There's a great book called good to great about how great businesses, how good businesses became great businesses. And, uh, one of the main things that it talks about in that book is the win-win, right? The, the win-win is so important because whether you like to admit it or not, we all need people and people all need us, right? Like we need each other as, in, as humans. We're very social. There's also another great book uh, 
by Daniel Lieberman, I think, called Social, that also does the same. It's the same kind of idea. We need people. You need camaraderie, even if you think in the heart of hearts that you don't, even if you think people are scum. Like, you still, we're human. Like, we need each other. It's just, it's just a part of, of who we are. So if you can find something that's a win-win where you are happy with it, it's helping you move forward, but it's also helping somebody else, that's key. If you can make that thing make money for you and your family and for other people, that's taking it to the next level, right? And that's that's the process I'm in right now with my social media company, with this podcast, uh, with things that I have planned coming up to do. It's just kind of a passion project once once you see a passion project through, once you see a hobby through to breaking down different levels and getting really good at it, then you can eventually make money with it, right? The hobby is the thing you do to pass the time while you go to the job that you don't like. But what if the hobby became and you found a way, and now with the internet and some creativity and you know watching some online courses or YouTube videos, you can find a way to use your hobby to break yourself out of whatever situation you're in. It is possible. You just got to put the time in. The happiness comes from the time. The happiness comes from the grind. Gary Vanderchuk. Crush it, right? He talked about it a long time ago because he talks about doing the thing and and continuing to do the thing, grinding it out. It's about that daily grind of life. And people always say, I'm out here grinding, whatever. Yeah, if you are out there grinding, that's it's it's the idea that every single day you're going to get up and you're going to have to do things to move yourself forward, and you're not going to want to sometimes because you've got to change the momentum. You've got to swing the the pendulum in the other direction. You've got to get the wheel rolling. You know, the, you've got to... You've got to get momentum. And I have a podcast about this a couple episodes ago. And I'm, I'm realizing it now. That's why I'm doing a podcast about it. Because I, I find, from what I've read, and now from what I'm experiencing, it's all about the momentum of your life. If you do things that aren't productive on a daily basis, your life's not going to be as good. If you watch four hours of TV a day, your life's not going to be as good. If you watch one hour of TV a day, your life's going to be better. If you don't watch any TV a day... I shouldn't say your life's going to be better, but I'm saying you have more time. I'm using TV as an example of those things that you enjoy but don't get you anywhere. Enjoy those things. Don't stop doing them. That's I think we get lost in this thing where we're like we can't eat bad food, we can't watch a lot of TV. You know, we got to cut things out completely. And some people are like that, and that's how some people operate. I don't operate like that. I must balance my life. I enjoy enjoying. I enjoy shitty food that doesn't make me feel that great sometimes but I love eating it I love chocolate and sweets and stuff like that and I've gotten to a point now I'm in my 30s and this is also as you go through life you know when you're in your 20s you're so self-conscious not everybody is but a lot of people are and they they worry about you worry about everything once you're in your 30s it starts to break down and I've always felt like and my wife and people would make fun of me for saying this but I've always looked forward to being like 50 I can't wait to not care and of course you're still going to care but you're not going to be as concerned as what of what everybody thinks about you. And that's true. At 34, I already feel that. And it's a wonderful feeling. It's a wonderful feeling to, I mean, I still think about it, but it's not overtaking my life. But there's reasons for that. Like meditation is a reason for that. Meditation has taught me a lot about myself and 
I have episodes on it, and uh, I think they're still in the catalog here. They they may I may have pulled them down. I'm not sure due to legal reasons. I'm not going to get into that right now. But you can search back back through there. Headspace, the meditation app, has really changed my life. It'll be three years this June. Right now it's December, but this June will be three years that I've been meditating almost on a daily basis, at least five days a week, uh, and and just. It takes a long time to notice the change sometimes. Think about when you're working out or you're losing weight or you're trying to get better at something. It's momentum. It's, it goes right back to the same old thing. And this is, these are the kind of things that can pull you out of depression. But that momentum of the meditation of knowing that I, don't, I won't see results right away, knowing that I don't understand what's happening for the first six months, a year. You know, it took, it took probably a solid year to a year and a half, which is common. Like 18 months is common for something to really sink in. And then once you go past those 18 months, it just keeps getting more and more ingrained into you as a person and you end up adapting to that thing and that thing becomes just an an average everyday part of your life where if you don't do it, you don't feel right. And when meditation becomes that thing, which now it has for me, I, I feel the pull and like my body tells me like, you need to shut down for a minute. It's just like going under the hood of a car. It's, it's just like maintenance on anything. Like, think about anything that you do. You shut your computer off or you put it into sleep mode at least. You know, we all sleep, but we don't sit down and let our minds calm down. Sleeping is not letting your mind calm down. Sleeping is sleeping. But letting your mind calm down and watching your mind and figuring out how it works and becoming your own... It's not like you're the judge and the jury and the executioner of your mind. It's actually a way to, to, to squelch that. Uh, you know, it, it's a way to become friends and companions and the, uh, have a loving relationship with your mind because your mind is a wild beast that needs tamed. You know, it's all over the place. If you, I, I have ADD in some form, and um, I don't know where I am on the spectrum, but man, my mind will go 100 miles a minute and it'll usually go towards the wrong things. So... Instead of trying to think good thoughts, instead of trying to avoid the bad feelings, just let them be, and if need be, find a mantra. So if I could give you my advice on meditation of what I did. So I did Headspace. I went through like every thing in Headspace, every single different kind of program. There's relationships, there's creativity, there's you know happiness, there's... Um, uh, there's pain management. There's it's the greatest app, and I'm I've paid for a hundred dollars for it every year for three years because it's that good of a service for me. It has done that much for me that I don't care about spending that money that that deserves it for changing my life. So Headspace cu- uh, coupled with uh, this book that my wife bought me that I thought was going to be a corny book, but it's called. Um, what is it? it's called how to it's called I want to change my life and in that book it's it's um cognitive therapy and cognitive therapy cognitive positivity building in this uh, mantra in your head of like let it go like as you're laying down as you're, as you're if you're getting overwhelmed or whatever the situation might be you can tell your body let it go let it go and you will feel your body de-stress as you do it I'm doing it right now saying let it go and I can feel the feeling that comes along with that statement because we our minds control our body we're so tied in to one another the two are tied in so closely uh, that that 
meditation has really, I got to tell you, helped me tremendously, tremendously. That is a, a wonderful meditation. If you also add in some music, so go to YouTube, type in meditation music, a billion different things will pop up. Pick one. Pick the ones you like. Use those while you meditate. I'm telling you, your, your relaxation level and just your everyday calmness level. Do it for 10 minutes in the morning. Do it for 10 minutes in the evening. It'll really make you feel fantastic. It'll it'll change your life. It's been doing incredible things for me. Now, on, on top of that, you also really must exercise. There's got to be some form of, of exercise. I don't care what it is, but you need to work out. You need to move your body, and you need to do things physically with your body. I do DDP yoga because I have back and shoulder pain. And now I also am just falling in love with yoga. I love it in general. I lifted weights, you know, bodybuilding, whatever you want to call it, for about a decade. Um, also, I cycled for a while. I've always, I've always, well, I'd say up until probably like 18, I started exercising. And I never stopped, except for maybe like a six-month period. Um, whenever I had my son, which I... I regret stopping because I, I needed something. I just needed. I, I went. I went from lifting weights to yoga because I needed something not as impactful, not as high impact, not as strenuous. And um, I'd burn myself out on lifting. I wasn't wasn't enjoying it anymore. So I switched over to yoga. And yoga is just, especially tying that in with meditation, it just made sense. It's just like one with the other. Like that's just a no brainer. You've got to. You've and you've got to think about your body like. We're still living in the body of a human who lived, you know, 50,000 years ago, 10,000 years ago, 500 years ago, where we had to fight to survive. We had our DNA is built with all of this in it. Everything that's happening to us right now is so new and such a blip in history that the past history of our DNA had to fight to survive was not sitting in chairs all day or barely at all was out working in the fields killing animals you know it was just it was a rough life or it was just different from the way we have it now so our bodies are not used to this new life at all so you need to exercise you need to work the lactic acid out of your body you need to keep your muscles in tune you need to avoid even osteoporosis when you get older you know so it's important for many reasons but it's also a de-stressor it's also when you talk about meditation um, or anything like that, it, it's about a flow state, right? It's about getting to a place where you're not thinking about, where your brain's not thinking. When you can get your brain to focus on a, a mantra, like let it go, or you can exercise to the point where you, all your brain can do is focus on working out. It can't focus on anything else because it's being maxed out. You know, it needs to do this thing or, you know, that, that that's that's the point. If, if this is making sense to you, the point is, to make sure that you can get your brain and your body avoiding the constant thoughts that scroll through your head and just accepting those constant thoughts, seeing them for what they are, and moving on. Another part of this, a huge part of it, is experimenting. You must experiment with drugs. <laughs> Some of us need to experiment with drugs, sometimes legal, sometimes illegal. I'm not going to say that I have not experimented or occasionally dabble in whatevs, uh, well, I'm not going to get into that right now. Uh, that may be for a later podcast, but I'm just saying that you need things in your life when you talk about experimenting that keep you curious, 
And that's another big part of this, experimenting and curiosity. You've got to be curious and you've got to try new things. What have I tried new over the past three years? Meditation, DDP yoga, CrossFit, Jiu-Jitsu, um, doing this podcast, leaving my job, starting a social media company, um, hosting a live Facebook live show, uh, uh, having a kid. Um, you know, there's been many things in my life that I have been experimenting with and, and trying out because if you stay stationary and I'm not saying like, leave your family, divorce your wife, you know, leave your household, whatever's going on in your life, quit your job. I'm not saying that, but you've got to try new things and you've got to find things that make you happy and work for you and are, are part of that purpose, right? Part of that purpose. You can make your mess your message. All the things that have been a mess in your life, turn those things around and make them your message by learning from them. That's, a, that's why I'm doing this podcast. I, I couldn't do this podcast three years ago because I hadn't done anything to try to move myself in a new direction. I mean, I've done, I shouldn't say I hadn't done anything, but I hadn't, I hadn't done much. And since I've done all those things that I just named, all those experiments, I'm sure there's more in there that, I, that I can't think about, that I can't think of right now. Uh, as I mentioned them, I realized that, you know, before three years ago, I was stagnant. And that was, that was up to, until I was 30, 31 years old. I was very stagnant and very complacent. And I didn't, I didn't appreciate how cool our opportunity is here on earth. I didn't realize how available the opportunity was, with, especially with the internet, to be able to pull yourself out of any hole you're in, out of any situation you're in, and make your mess your message and become the person that you've always wanted to be. It's possible for all, us all to do. We just need to find that purpose and that thing that makes us passionate. And you're only going to find that through experimenting. And you may think, like, wow, like running, running experiments, what does that mean? And it, Don't think of it like as a mad scientist in a lab. You know, think of it like you're your own mad scientist. You yourself are the catalyst, the catapult for whatever you want to do in your life. What do you like doing? What interests you? Gravitate towards it. Even if it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes a day. I know some of us are swamped, man. I have a three-year-old, but... A lot of people I know have more than one kid and they've got a full-time job and their life is full of things. But if you can just find a little bit of time in the day and slowly build on it, it's another part of it. Momentum. And when you say momentum, don't think, you know, I need to think about this thing every single day. I need to focus on it every day. I mean, that that's good, I guess. Uh, but at the same time, it just means doing something continuously even at small doses, over a long period of time. Doing something, this is what always happens, right? There's a great, it's called an IP. It's called impatiently patient. A lot of people are PIs, which is patiently impatient. When you, and think about that. And that was me up until a few years ago. Patiently impatient. So what that means is you're always patient to get something started. I'm going to do that thing. I'm going to start that thing. I'll make that thing happen one day. That's going to be me one day. I know I'm going to do it. Right now, no, I'm going to watch Ancient Aliens. There's a marathon on. But uh, I will do that thing. And then impatient, right? You're patient. Then you're impatient. So the impatient part is I'm going to start this thing. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to crush it. It's going to be awesome. Five days in, you're like, man, it's not going as well as I thought it was going to go, and you just stop doing it altogether. 
That is most of society. That's most of us. That was me. And still, to some respects, is me. Patiently impatient. P.I.s. Flip-flop it. It's, it. it's almost as simple as just this. This, is, this was a big mindset change for me. Uh, the IP concept was a big mindset change just as a something to run in the background, like impatiently patient, IP. You're impatient to start something. If you have an idea, if you have something that you think might work, experiment, try it, and see how it goes. Be impatient to start, and then patient to see it out. That's where the momentum comes in. That patient part is what will change the game. This podcast, which is up to episode... What are we, 300 and something, five, six? I'm not sure which number this is going to be <laughs> as of re- I'm recording it right now because I, this, what, I did this one spontaneously. Uh, you know, but when I started it three years ago and I was getting, um, uh, you know, five, five downloads a week, <laughs> do you think anybody cared? Do you think I cared? But no, I was like, I got to do this and I've got to keep doing it. And I've got to keep cracking away at it. So, f- coming up on, actually it's December right now, it's like three years later, very soon, I have 4,500 downloads a month. Not mind-blowing, but mind you, this podcast was an off-and-on-again project for two and a half years. It's become my serious, serious project for really the past two months. And it's not even my most serious project, my social media agency is right on par. The podcast is the dream. It's, it's the, the thing I'm working towards, being a big-time moneymaker. Um, but it's always been that thing that I've been building in the background. That's the idea here, right? The idea is when I was working in radio, I'd, I'd do my job, come home after eight hours, do whatever, and then a couple of days a week go down to my basement or go in my closet where I had my studio set up and record my podcast and upload it onto iTunes, and I had to learn. It was a learning curve. You had to experiment and figure out what worked, and if you go back through this podcast, which right now you can't because 233 of the episodes had to be deleted for legal reasons, you'll find out about that again in the future if you stick with this podcast, why and you know where they are and what it's all about. But the point is I had to see it through this whole time to get where I'm at. You got to see the vision. You got to visualize it. You got to see these things. And Arnold Schwarzenegger talks about this. One of my heroes, man. And Arnold Schwarzenegger talks about uh, seeing things. He could see himself on stage winning Mr. Olympia. He could see himself being a gigantic action movie star, you know? And, uh, and people talk about the secret. Like, yeah, that is one of the parts of the secret is seeing the thing, visualizing it. I can see it happening to me. Then it automatically puts the wheels in motion subconsciously right if you tell yourself you have money if you believe you have money if you act like you have money then you'll kind of prepare yourself for having that money or for having that success those things are true if big part of the situation if you are willing to work steadily at a momentum building pace and experimenting over a long period of time to get to those results you can see it it can happen. We can do anything. We know that. Anything is possible in this life, in this world. People, I mean, maybe not time travel yet. Maybe it is, though. I don't know. We don't know. Right? <laughs> but, I mean, think about it. The things that you want to do in your life, and you're not Elon Musk. I'm not Elon Musk. I'm not trying to change the world. But I can picture myself becoming 
making this podcast successful enough where I live off of the, the money that I make from this project. That will happen. I don't doubt that for a second. And that's the key. But the second part is experimenting, being objective, seeing what works and what doesn't work, and getting yourself to the next level. Oh, and it's, when you come back to depression, like this all ties into depression because what you're doing is you're creating positive momentum in your life instead of negative momentum, right? Let me bust back to the depression for a second because if you're working a job you hate, you come home and you watch TV, you eat bad food, if you have kids and they're a pain in your ass and you just want to you know, you want them to be quiet because your day was so stressful and you're so bummed out because you're not doing the things you want to do. You need to take a small portion of your day. Do it every day. You need to. And you need to do the things to steer you in the right direction. Do something that makes you happy. My God, that is, if there's one key building block, it's right there. Boom, that's it. Find that thing. You're like, oh man, I know that would make me feel good. Do it. But don't, if it makes you feel good, if it's, you know what's good and bad in life. It's not like like masturbation makes you feel good. But that's not the thing you should be doing to make yourself feel good. Do you understand what I mean? I think you know what I'm saying. Uh, so, you know, do something productive that moves you in the right direction that you enjoy. Oh, my God. It's just, it's so simple, but damn, it's so hard every day. It's hard to, to keep the track. It's hard to get the ball rolling and keep it rolling. Once you get it rolling, though, there's no turning back. Because it's already set in stone. It's already, you'd have to work to stop the momentum. I hope you understand what I'm saying. A lot of this comes from a man named Ty Lopez. A lot of this comes from Ty Lopez. T-A-I Lopez. L-O-P-E-Z. You've probably seen him on YouTube. Um, his, his stuff online on Snapchat. It, he can be obnoxious. He's a very wealthy man who taught... I'm not sure how old he is. Probably mid to late 30s, mid to late 30s. Um, he taught, he does a 67-step program, um, a social media marketing program. The 67-step program is like a program for health, wealth, love, and happiness to change your life. A lot of what I'm talking to you about right now, that was the catalyst for a lot of this, was Ty Lopez. And it was probably about three years ago. Well, yeah, coming up on three, two and a half years ago, that I, I came across Ty Lopez and I was watching uh, I was I had indulged in marijuana I'm just going to say that because I just want to put it out that's where my life was at I was on my couch high watching uh, comedy on YouTube the show called This Is Not Happening Ari Shafir hosted it it's a funny look it up on YouTube it's funny <laughs> but anyways uh, the beginning, the opening commercial, the five second commercial was a Ty Lopez video. Ty Lopez in his garage with his books and his Lamborghinis. Just look it up. I mean, you'll, you'll, maybe you've seen it, whatever. But it, it drew me in. It inspired me. And I signed up for his course that night. And I put it off for a while. And I was like, yeah, I'll get to that thing. I know I paid all this. I paid, I paid a couple hundred bucks for it. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll get to it sometime. And I slowly built myself into the 67 step program. And I slowly, move myself in the right direction of following what he was saying and actually listening to it and and keeping tabs on myself and having a daily journal of of happiness a daily journal of positivity i don't even know if that's a part of his program or not but that's another thing i could add to the list was every every night i sit down and i write down something that i'm grateful for that day and that's helped me out a lot you go back through and look at that thing i've been doing it now for 
think a year and a half and going back and looking through it it's like wow look at all these this it makes you happy it just brings you happiness and it also makes you think of happy things when you're writing them down in the journal so that's another one but once again it's all momentum you got to keep with it on a daily basis it's the slight edge you can do it or you can't do it both ways are easy but you got to pick one pick the good one sometimes it's not always the easiest thing to do but you know it's the right thing to do and eventually it will become easy because you do it enough, it'll become easy. But Ty Lopez just, he teach, he taught me most of what I'm talking about right here, just the concepts. And he kind of introduced me to the people that I needed to follow. And that's where the, the better people part of this uh, comes in. You have to get better people in your life. You have to, or maybe you do have really good people in your life. I don't know. But if you have negative people in your life who you know bring you down, uh, you you know, sometimes it's hard to cut those people out. Sometimes they're family members. Sometimes it's your parents. Uh, but find a way to minimize your time with them or their effect on you. Okay. That's hard to do for a lot of people. I'm sure if you're married to somebody or if you're just in the same household with somebody, if you work with somebody, it can be tough. I understand, but you can also gravitate towards better people. And if I live in a small town, so I don't know, I do know some inspirational people and I'm friends with people that I get inspiration from and have mentored me for sure whether they knew it or not. Uh, but the easiest way to do this is by finding those people. Ty Lopez was a facilitator who's given me a lot of great life advice and really changed my life. The reason I quit my job and started a social media company and jumped off the ledge was because of Ty Lopez and his social media program. Also because of me, but that he was the catalyst. He was the thing that pushed it over the edge. His program was. Uh, but you find people, like for me, you know, Tony Robbins is one of those people. Joe Rogan, no doubt, is one of those people. Those are two off the top of my head that I can think of. Um, and whenever you listen to these people and you focus on these people, I forgot to leave out on that. I have so many people on that list that right now I'm not going to bother trying to think of all of them, but another one that I just recently came, am, am trying to become closer to, and I've really tried to contact is Jesus Christ, okay? And for years, I would have rolled my eyes at myself saying that right there. What would Jesus do? You know, all of that. I would have rolled my eyes at it. Like, oh, yeah, I know it works for some people, but I don't understand it. Like, I, I, I'm really starting to understand the power of loving Jesus, of loving God. And it's not, it's not, it, it, detach religion from it. It's a spiritual thing where I, I you find this we all want love let me break this down if I can we all want love we all want people to love us and to care for us and to always have our backs and to be there and that is what Jesus and God is the Bible like what Jesus is is somebody there who loves us and God somebody there somebody or something that loves us unconditionally you don't need to get into the semantics of everything this is the part that I love is Sometimes we, we put too much on things. We put too much on God. We put too much on Jesus. Just think of it as, if it's hard for you to imagine, just think of it as an ultimate love, something that will always forgive you, something that thinks that you're always wonderful and is always chasing after you. No matter how many times you screw up, no matter how many times you push it away, it will always come after you and it will always be there if you want it. It's like a horror movie in reverse. It's, it's like the greatest movie ever because it's just something... God and Jesus and, and the 
the feeling of love that comes from them. And I'm at the beginning stages of this, so I, I'm talking from something that I've I've been learning, but I haven't fully experienced yet. Um, but that's like a mentor situation. The Bible's a mentor situation. If you find the right pastor at a church, it's, it's a mentor situation. And that's my one of my newest steps in life, along with jujitsu, which is something else that I started doing. So it's about like doing difficult things. And obviously jujitsu, you know, if you know anything about Joe Rogan, that's where my love for jujitsu has come from, my, my interest in it. So you find these people and they direct you towards things. And Joe Rogan also is the reason I started meditating because many moons ago he had somebody on his podcast. I don't remember the guy's name, but the guy said about the Headspace app and how he meditates every day and how it's changed his life. And those are just the sort of things that you hear it, you're like, wow, that's an inspiring thing to do. And you, and that's something I would be interested in. So you try it and you fall in love with it. And, um, these, all of the things that I've just listed here are things that have gotten me to a, on a daily basis, having a good morning routine. Okay. Here's another one on a daily basis, things that get you moving in the right direction to make your life good, make you feel good. In my personal life, I need a good morning routine because I wake up pissy. And I also, I've said I've had back and shoulder pain. So there's like days I wake up and I'm just in pain and I'm just irritated. As soon as I get up, I'm just pissed. <laughs> and having a good morning routine, I get up, I go outside, I stretch, I do a little DDP yoga in the morning. Um, I do <clears throat> a little bit of writing in a journal when I first get up, like my morning thoughts, maybe like two or three minutes writing stuff down. Then I meditate and pray. So it's like a meditation slash prayer. So it's like talking to Jesus, talking to God and doing meditation. This all came together over the past three years of, of practicing, of experimenting, right? I never intended on tying all of these things together, but it, it turns out that all the things that I've been learning about have become like a, a morning startup plan to get me moving in the right direction. And I just think that's, if you want to get the day kick-started right, that's a great way to do it. Also, I wake up, I drink a big glass of water every morning. I, you know, I make sure it's like room temp, so I let it sit out all night. Come downstairs and just drink that big glass of water, and it just, you can feel it going down through because your body, you know, I, I don't know if you know you wake up hungry, but if you wake up hungry and like you drink something, you can feel it going through you. You can feel that water like ah, it's like pouring some motor oil in your car when it's a little bit low like every morning slamming down that big glass of water makes me feel so good and um that's just i think that's key try not to hit the snooze button which i hit the snooze button i do i don't want to but man i do also afternoon naps so i'm, I'm re we're reaching the end here i i didn't realize how long this was going to go but afternoon naps are essential Especially if you have kids. If you can, can you take a 15-minute nap? I've been napping the past couple of days. I set my phone for 13 minutes. It probably takes me three minutes to fall asleep. I'm usually pretty tired in the afternoon, maybe less. I get 10 minutes of sleep. Boom. Get back up. I feel good. Naps are essential to keeping you happy. I guess I'd wrap this up by saying, do the hard thing. Do the fun thing and let life just go. Let it be what it is, but find the love, find the passion you have in it. Do the things that you know you need to do because they're going to move you forward even though they're hard to do. Eventually, when you do them enough, they'll become easier to do, and before you know it, 
I shouldn't say before you know, but in time, you won't even think about doing them anymore. And do the fun things, man. Do the fun things that are hard, too. Like, this podcast, setting up this podcast was hard. Getting myself over the hump of bringing people in here and having guests on the podcast and act and treating this thing like it's a real thing, that was kind of hard. Working my job and doing this podcast, kind of hard. Doing the social media company while still doing the podcast, kind of hard. I should really focus on one or the other, but I know that one, they're both going to help me out in the long run because they both tie into one another. And just finding those win-win situations and keeping your family happy and, and trying to put a positive smile on your face. Man, there's, I have a rough time, 5 to 8 p.m. every evening when I go home from work, my son gets up from his nap or whatever it might be. And this, sometimes that's the hardest part of the day for me for whatever reason. I don't know what the reason is. I get an itch, you know, and I love my wife. I love my son. I love my life, but I get some sort of itch at that point in the day, and that's where I'm working on myself right now, you know, and I, and I, it's all leaning away from depression and all leaning towards you being a great person. Don't be too hard on yourself. For God's sake, don't be too hard on yourself. That's one of the things, if you're looking for spirituality in your life, Jesus Christ has helped me with that because he's going to love you no matter what. We're all God's children. You know, we're all made of the same stuff. So why take it why be so hard on you? You're just you. Just do the best you can. As I tell myself that, I'm hard on myself every day, but I'm getting better at it. And I think that's the point. That's the point that it makes a difference for me. And at one point uh, I want to make before I sign off uh, on these podcasts, I want to feature some music, man. I don't know why. I just want to throw some music out there and let you guys know that if there's one thing that will make you feel better in life, it is music. It's the natural drug. It's the natural drug that will make you happy, will make you have emotions, whatever you want those emotions to be, but it'll bring it out of you. And I, I lived, listened to music. I was so involved in music for so long, for such a long time in my life. I got away from it with podcasting. I don't listen to music much anymore. And lately, I've been bringing it back into my life. Every morning when I stretch, when I, I do my thing in the morning, I listen to music. And I just, it, it's one of the essential things in life because everybody has music they love. You have something you love. And you've, it, it's going to put you in a mood. And sometimes that mood is exactly where you want to be. Today, I'm going to feature the Beastie Boys one of the greatest hip-hop groups of all time, To the Five Burrows, one of their last albums. This was a dedication album to New York City after 2001 and the terrorist attacks. This is called Triple Trouble. It's just a badass jam, and I just want to play it for you. Kicking lyrics right through your brain. When you hear this saying, you'll be right as rain. So yeah, I just want to, 
the reason, the whole reason for doing the music is because I, I love music, and I want to play some stuff for you that I love. So I'm not going to play the whole song. You know, I don't want to get sued. But Beastie Boys, to the five boroughs. If you're looking for badass music, that's it right there. Let's wrap this podcast up. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being a part of the show. This was a fun episode, man. I. It's one of those episodes where I talked in this episode about a flow state. I got into a flow state talking during this podcast. Like, I was in a flow state where I'm like, man, I'm saying exactly what I want to say, exactly how I want to say it, and conveying my message exactly how I wanted, it, how you, how I want you to hear it. So thank you for listening. I hope you got something out of it. If you did, please reach out to me, Facebook and Instagram, Rob Z Radio. Thank you to the sponsors who make the podcast possible, which is so cool. It's like half the point of this podcast is like, I have sponsors. I can help a business out, and I can also help support the podcast and help it grow. It's a beautiful thing. Clay Cup, Downtown Altoona, Trade Secrets also in Downtown Altoona, Pennsylvania. If you don't live in Central Pennsylvania, find them on social media, at the Clay Cup, at Secrets in Trade. Juice is in Holidaysburg in Downtown Hburg. Beautiful area, by the way, if you ever want to visit it, if you're from outside of the area. But juice, uh, cold-pressed juice and smoothies, smoothie bowls, bone broth, all made fresh to order. Delicious, healthy products for you at Juice, J-O-O-S, J-O-O-S, on Facebook and on Instagram. Thank you for listening. You guys are awesome. The zebras in full force. I'll catch you next time. And just find that purpose, if you can take time think about it sit and contemplate what is that purpose for you and gravitate towards it i'll talk to you guys next time love you love ya that's brutal